0: Cardinals corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Eric Ruby Oh you smell that Tyler Oh, it smells like football. Hello. Welcome in to another edition of Cardinals Corner. We got ourselves a nice little setup here. Tyler Drake tuning in via Teams because he was at Cardinals practice today. We're going to get you an update. That's Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter Tyler Drake. I am Eric Ruby. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Rate it five stars if you're listening right now. Or go to Arizona Sports on YouTube. You can see our lovely faces or at least one of our lovely faces. You can decide who is who by going and looking at this video on Arizona Sports on YouTube Tyler I've cut you off enough how you doing man
1: I'm doing all right man it's uh you can feel it football is footballs here I know I know we got a little action today with Chiefs and uh who the Lions that's going to be I think that's going to be a little more fun than we think but yeah yeah definitely we're actually in the Game week of practices for the Cardinals before they take on the commanders. And you can tell there's a lot more energy. There's a lot more juice. I think Nick Rollis is the best example of that. He was like jumping out of his seat, talking to us about, you know, his hoodie game and just what he's seeing out of players. So you can tell the dude is really jacked up. You can tell everybody's really jacked up. They're really, uh, there's just, everyone's getting down to business. And that is, what you can see. And I think the big thing too, man, is a lot of people have mentioned not paying attention to the outside noise. I think today, especially, I think everybody we talked to said, you know, we don't need to pay attention to that. We know who we are. We know who we got. Uh, obviously we got to see what that's going to look like, but seems like they're really, uh, having a collective effort to move forward into week one together and that's all you want for a new regime really
0: yeah I, by outside noise do you specifically mean from the philadelphia area of the country because there is certainly a lot of noise <laughs> a lot of noise coming from that region and geez, i just can't imagine why maybe we'll get into that at the end of the show but we're going to get down to business let's talk about this week one matchup cardinals commanders 10 a.m you can hear it on arizona sports 98.7 and on the arizona sports app plus tyler and myself will be be back. We'll be doing a podcast right after the game. So before you tuck yep. yourself in to sleep for Monday morning work, you can listen to Cardinals Corner. So Tyler, you're at practice today. Who was working out? Who wasn't? Who was limited? Who wasn't?
1: Yeah, so this week has been Marquise Hollywood Brown, Zach Ertz, Kelvin Beecham Watch. Uh, Hollywood Brown dealing with the hamstring issue. Uh, Zach Ertz obviously dealing with the knee, still returning back from the torn ACL and then Kelvin Beachum dealing with the hand issue. So yesterday... On Wednesday, all three were limited and also Dennis Gardeck was on there with a knee issue, but was a full participant. So I think that might've just been a Nick as Jonathan Gannon would like to say, but with those guys today, one player was not out there and Kelvin Beecham. So we still saw Zach Ertz, still saw Hollywood Brown, still limited. So nothing changed there. But Kelvin Beecham did not practice with the hand issue. Not exactly sure what happened there. Maybe it occurred in yesterday's practice. uh, But that's definitely going to be something to watch. Uh, You know, I saw him in the locker room yesterday. He seemed fine. Nothing, nothing really to report there. But obviously, there is something going on. So we'll have to see. He's obviously the backup swing tackle for this team and a really big piece of this offense, even though he's not the starter. And I think we can all see from what he did last year as being the only healthy guy a- along the line to make it a full season. He's somebody you got to have on your team. So it's going to be interesting to see there. Obviously, uh, sounds like Hollywood's ready to go. Not sure with Zach Ertz, though, still. He said, I think either earlier this week or last week, last week that it's not certain that he's going to play this week, but he's going to try to give it a all. So those it's really relatively small for the injury report outside of really wondering what Calvin Beecham is dealing with. And if his week one is really in doubt.
0: Yeah. It's not like last season where you would look at the Cardinals injury report week by week. And it was like 15 games long. And yeah. you like, Oh my gosh, how are they going to overcome this? But Those are important players, just because there's not a lot of them. I mean, that's your top pass-catching weapon in Marquise Hollywood Brown, and then the only other person who would probably give him a run for his money if he's healthy, which is Zach Ertz. Those two guys, you you might not see them on Sunday. I would say, or would you agree that Hollywood is probably more likely to play than a Zach Ertz?
1: Yeah, I would say, yeah. It seems like Hollywood, I I don't know if it's just maybe they want to not overdo it with them right now. But yeah, I think Hollywood would be definitely a guy that I would see playing over Zach Ertz if you had to pick one. That's, I think just with the unknown with Zach, obviously he said it himself, he's not certain. So I think with that, you just, and it, of course, maybe some gamesmanship there, but at the same time, if if he needs another week or two to really get back to full strength, I think they're really going to look at that.
0: And you could still argue that out of all of them, Kelvin Beecham might be the most important, even though he's not slated to be a starter. I mean, he's somebody who probably could be a starter and there's a good chance that you play in Washington they have a good defensive line you might need to plug him in for even a majority of the snaps I mean obviously offensive linemen you're going to have some people rotate in and out throughout the game no matter what Mm -hmm. but that's really important because he's smart too and you want somebody to be able to kind of plug in and stop the bleeding if Josh Dobbs who's reportedly the quarterback and they're at least expecting him to be the starting quarterback when the first snap happens like you might need Kelvin Beach him to come in and calm some stuff down. So let's talk yeah. about Dobbs real quick, though. You've gotten to know him a little bit more. Jonathan Gannon, everybody in the Cardinals organization still refusing to officially name a week one starter. It could be him or Clayton Toon. But as the media game works, Tyler, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network reported that they expect it to be Josh Dobbs. Getting to know him, being there in person, Mr. Boots on the ground is like to call you Hollywood. Sorry, not Hollywood Marquise <laughs> Brown, but Hollywood Tyler Drake, if you didn't catch that. Also, his nickname. What's it been yep. like getting to know a future astronaut?
1: Yeah, the astronaut, as I think a lot of people like to call him. Uh, yeah, he he is as advertised on the uh, genius level. I will say that the dude has it together, very well spoken. Seems like he's a guy who is very team detail, team oriented, detail oriented. That's all everybody said about him. Michael Wilson had nothing but good things to say about him. Uh, Jonathan Gannon's talks about how he's picked up the offense and it's been impressive. Obviously, it'd be impressive for anybody coming in with that with what five or six practices and nailing down things, but honestly, man, I think we all expected this kind of be the, this to be the way that they went just when they gave up the fifth rounder for a team that's in a rebuild in a reset, whatever you want to call it. He was going to, he was going to see the field sooner rather than later. I still think there's an opportunity for Clayton tune to play at some point this season. But right now I, I think, you know, obviously the report just, throws more on the fire, but from what we talked about in past podcasts, from just what we saw, how they went about the trades and cutting Colt McCoy and all of that, we all kind of expected this to be kind of the report going into Sunday, and we're not going to – Gannon's not going to confirm who it's going to be, so by the time we get into week one, we see that quarterback roll out there. I think it's Dobbs. I think everybody thinks it's Dobbs out on the practice field. So uh, obviously that's, that's when everybody's going to know who the starter is when you see the guy roll out with the offense for the first time. And, and, competitive advantage or not it's it's definitely interesting to uh (laughs) to to have to go through the week with and especially talking to the guys like Dobbs said yeah that's a question for JG I'm just here to try to get better Clayton Toon we talked to him as well and he spoke about just putting his best foot forward and trying to do whatever he can for the team to win so they are very much on the same page as we're not letting anybody know what's going on until action gets going so I got a two-part question for you
0: number one is how much of the quarterbacks do you really get to see at the part of practice that you can report on and that you can see? And if you have seen a decent amount of them, is there a noticeable difference between Josh Dobbs and Clayton Toon reps?
1: So we get 20 minutes. We get about 20 minutes of open portion of practice. This is before the team period. This is before anything. So it's very minimal, very individual kind of drills basis. Uh, You know, the quarterbacks will throw to the wide receivers to the tight ends, So the running backs, Every, like everybody will get their due, but it's not, I don't know. There's a couple of good passes. There's a couple of ducks. I mean, I think that could be with really anybody. And uh, I think Dobbs shows a little more poise. I would say that I think obviously you can't really, I, I'm going to tell you right now, you can't tell a ton out there just with how everything's set up, but he just seems like he's very comfortable. Like, just with how he runs between drills, how he's high and everybody, how he's talking to a lot of people, and not saying Clayton Toon's not doing that, but for a guy that came in with just with like two weeks to spare before the season opener has no training camp experience with this team has a preseason experience with this team. He very much seems like he's already gelled with a lot of these guys. And I think now it's just about getting more, getting to know them more on an individual basis so that the chemistry can continue to grow. But I think that would probably be the biggest thing, man, is is when they're taking a break between drills, he's talking with multiple receivers. He was talking with Hollywood Brown today and, and just about, and it seemed like, you know, I'm going this way. We're obviously I'm, putting words in their mouth because I just saw them do hand signals, but it seemed like they were trying to get on the same page of, Hey, I'm going here. You need to put the ball here kind of situation. So I think that side of things, you can tell that he's a vet. I think tune is, is obviously on his way, but right now I think that's the big thing that separates Dobbs from the rookie.
0: I've been loving listening to Josh Dobbs and his media scrum because even though the Cardinals didn't make a quarterback available at the podium on Wednesday which there was kind of a big deal made about that before the reports came out of who the expected starter is going to be you still got to talk to Josh Dobbs you still got to talk to Clayton Toon and even hearing some of his teammates talk about him I mean DJ Humphreys was saying Dobbs was helping him in the offense and we're talking about the franchise left tackle who's obviously been here all summer but Josh Dobbs just seems like that kind of of guy. Now, I don't know if he's going to be a great football player, right? Like, you could be a great guy and not a great football player. Like, Tyler, you're a great guy. I wouldn't trust you to, to block for me if I was a quarterback. I'm sorry. I just wouldn't. You so, might be a decent blocker. I could probably give you one. You know what? I I, I would be a terrible quarterback, so it would probably be more on me. So, uh, make me a fullback, baby. Tell me to run forward and just block somebody, and I think I could do that. Yep. But, yep. I really wonder how much of that is going to translate because you can be a great guy, you can be like a quick learner but there is something to say about chemistry and that is something that you can never force. You can't just instantly have chemistry. I mean, to draw another comparison to you and me, like when we first started the podcast to now, chemistry is different, you know, but that didn't happen overnight. That took a little bit of time, you know not that it was bad at first, it's just different because that's what happens with time and Clayton tunes the rookie with more experience when you put it that way with what this team is and who his teammates are. I just wonder how much of that's good we're going to see play out on the field, either the positive or the negative. Let's look over to Washington real quick, though, before we really get in and preview this game. And also, we're finally going to do our full season prediction. We're going to go through all 17 games. Yeah, that's 17, mm-hmm. right? They didn't add another one this offseason like they did a few years ago just to throw me off. No, it's still 17? No. no. Okay, good. Just wanted to make sure. But over for Washington side, two players, one on offense, one on defense. that has been standing out. Terry McLaurin, early here today, upgraded to a full participant in practice. He deals with a toe sprain, turf toe, whatever you want to call it. Looks like That's he's going to be good to go. All signs also point towards Chase Young probably being able to play as well. He didn't get yep. a fifth-year option picked up, so he's going to have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder a la Isaiah Simmons. So, <laughs> sorry, did I throw you off with a little Simmons? Game? I knew you were going to
1: get that name in there.
0: I have to. It's actually in my contract. So uh, <laughs> I want to know from your perspective, what kind of difference do these guys make if they're, they're fully healthy and does it change your prediction for week One?
1: Uh, ooh, yeah well okay obviously getting both and the two of their best players back on both sides of the ball I mean McLaurin that's he's a problem he's he's the bigger problem of the two in my eyes that guy is just three straight. I think like one thousand and f- at least a thousand yards, at least four touchdowns. The one season he didn't have a thousand yards, his rookie season, he still had seven touchdowns. Like the guy just figures out a way to beat defenses. And against a young secondary, I, I guess just with a guy like Keytral Clark in there, I mean, obviously rookie mistakes are going to happen. Not everybody's perfect. No one's perfect. So mistakes, veteran mistakes are going to happen too. And I think McLaurin is really good on capitalizing on those. And I think they're going to go right to him right away. I did a story on Arizona looking at the commanders wide receivers because that was a lot of the talk this week from Rollis, from JG, from players. It just it seems like they know what to expect from the and guys like Jahan Dotson, guys like Curtis Samuel. And man, it just seems like McLaurin and, and oh, I'm sorry, getting back to that. Like I looked up just his splits and this guy gets a lot of his action on first down. I mean, they might go at him real quick. They might target whoever's on him. They might make that guy. I, it, it It could get rough, man. If they don't have a concerted plan for that secondary and obviously Buddha and Jalen make up a lot of that youth from the, from the cornerbacks room, but still, man, it's, a lot of detail. They got to be really detail oriented. They got to be really focused on the little things because he only needs a little bit of separation. I don't even know if he needs a separation. The dude is just good. So, and beyond that, Dotson is is right up there, man. Too like, I think the big thing with him is just staying healthy. But when he he had seven touchdowns last year too, and then Curtis Samuel, and so. Yeah, and Curtis Samuel basically is just dangerous with the ball in his hands. That's what Nick Wallace told us. With Jahan Dotson, it's just a crisp route runner. With McLaurin, it's just like the guy's good. Like, he just can beat you. So, I think Chase Young brings a lot to the table on the defensive side of the ball, but with what the Commanders have at quarterback, having a guy like Terry McLaurin can make up for a lot of the issues you might that might arise with a guy like Sam Howell being under center for for Washington.
0: I mean, you have to imagine they're going to go to Terry really early, but they will kind of spread it around. It's Eric Bieniemy's debut as the offensive coordinator for the Commanders. He's going to probably bring a different look, and you don't want to have a bland look where you just target Terry every single time. Plus, you're probably not going to see Keitrell on him because Keitrell is probably going to have to start on a Jahan Dotson, which is still a matchup the commanders will probably want to exploit as much faith as you could have in the 6th round rookie at the end of the day he's a 6th round rookie and he's, he's starting for a reason but there's going to be a learning curve so I'm yeah. really interested to see how Sam Howell does because that offensive line might be pretty comfortable. Cardinals defensive line, there's some questions there. I mean, how is Avon Collins going to look in his first real action as a pass rusher? We know what Dennis Gardeck is going to bring, but is he going to stay healthy? It's going to be really interesting to see the offensive and defensive matchup. So when you get into it, 10 a.m. at Washington, what's your initial vibe for this game? Do you feel like the Cardinals have a chance to win or is it the first of many losses?
1: No, I think this is one of those games that I think they have a better chance at winning than most of the other ones on the schedule. If I I'm agree. being completely honest, I, that's, that's, there's, let's see, there's probably four or five games where I think are winnable games for what this team currently is, how this team is currently constructed. Washington is more towards the fringe, but they're still in that kind of echelon of teams that I've kind of, deducted down to so definitely think there's potential to get a w but also you know with the addition of mclaurin with the addition of young that just makes it a lot tougher like if one of those guys was out i i think i'd be safe to i i would I don't know if it would be safe to say it'd be a win, but I'd feel a lot more comfortable saying the Cardinals would come out with a win week one, for sure.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you. I have all of my games listed with the W or L next to it on my handy little piece of paper here that you can see if you're watching us on YouTube, which you should be. Even if you're listening, you can also get a little bit of a different element. Our, our multimedia people put a lot of work into this. So come look out YouTube, Arizona Sports on YouTube. Look at my paper yep. that year. you can hear it. Okay. Yeah. Now you can go look at that on YouTube. You can also see this nice uh, signed JJ Watt helmet right next to me. That's totally mine and not our company's. Okay. So I need you to actually predict. I need you to predict something for me, Tyler, because we're going to give our predictions. I, I know this might be against, yep. like journalism ethics, but this is Cardinals Corner. We can do whatever we want. So week one, Washington Commanders. We're going to assume Chase Young is going to play. We're going to assume Terry McLaurin's going to play. Josh Dobbs expected to start. Who walks away victorious, Week One?
1: Mm, I'm going to go with the Commanders. I was I was leaning towards Cardinals for about a week, but I think just with the knowledge that McLaurin's probably going to be 100 percent or close to it, and Chase Young's going to be there on the other side, I think it's going to be closer than what maybe many people are expecting. I don't know if it, I think it might be under the what is it the spread like seven and a half right now? But it's about a touchdown. You I, yeah, I, still, I think Commanders are probably going to come out with this one.
0: Which I think it's the first time in like forever the Commanders have been favored by a touchdown. So wow. take, yeah. take that with what you will. The only game on here that I have a question mark next to is is this one because i've flip-flopped in my brain back and forth i still seriously do not know what i'm going to pick because i have i have a w question mark but that was written before the mclaurin and the the chase young stuff happened i'm also thinking about the B enemy aspect of it all he is going to want to come out and dominate there was even some questions from within his own team this season so but at the same time you look at these games, you look at the next couple of games, New York, Dallas, San Francisco, Cincinnati. I mean, you might want to get this win early and then cruise a little bit, but I think I'm going to flip-flop. I'm going to go L. I think they lose. Start off 0-1. Yeah. I'm feeling like a solid like 24-17 to game. Okay. Josh Dobbs, okay. rushing I like, now. I'm like 23-20. 23-20. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to keep track of what scores we do, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Week two. This one got a whole lot more interesting in the last month, Tyler. It's the Cardinals' home opener against the New York Giants and the now-traded Isaiah Simmons. The star backer
1: returns <laughs> to the Valley. Tyler, are you excited? Oh, I... I think he's probably going to be excited. I don't know. Ah, man. I mean, here's the thing. We all saw he's inconsistent, but the dude is a game changer when he makes a play. So, it'll be interesting to see what what Isaiah Simmons, this Giants team, gets. I I think the Saquon factor, if you're going to ask me for wins and loss, I'm I'm going to say another loss.
0: Yeah, I want to... Definitely focus on the run game for the Giants because yep. Daniel Jones can move. Saquon Barkley can move. It's going to be a huge test for this defensive line, way more so than against the commanders. It's going to be a little bit more pass-heavy week one, run-heavy week two. Interested to see how they shift with that and how Rallis maybe shifts in different offensive philosophies. I feel like Isaiah Simmons is going to start off with a big play and then he's going to end up getting burned. At the end of the day, i think the cardinals <laughs> start off 0 and two so we both have them starting off with losses to the commanders and to the giants doesn't get any easier there sunday september 24th week three 125 p.m dallas cowboys also coming to state farm stadium dak prescott coming back no more ezekiel elliott but they did spend a good amount of money this offseason to retain their top players to me i sniff an l pretty heavy here do you agree
1: yeah yeah again like the running back situations i think those were the if there was an inkling that there might be a chance those that was it but with tony pollard i expect him to have a pretty good season just you know really capitalize on what he did last year in that kind of timeshare with ezekiel elliott so yeah i'm gonna go with dallas for this one so yeah oh and three on this side
0: okay by this point in the season who's the starting quarterback
1: uh, I would say 0-3 would probably, probably give Toon a shot.
0: Really? I, I feel like yep. unless Dobbs, if Dobbs himself personally struggles, I don't think Clayton... Yeah, I guess that's
1: a good that's a good point. That's a good point.
0: So, if Dobbs struggles and the Cardinals struggle, then Toon... I don't even know if... I feel like maybe he'll get a start. Maybe if if things go really poorly or I mean, Dobbs is a mobile quarterback. Dobbs can get injured. Like That's just the reality of football. Yeah. It's It's with everybody. So... Oh, oh man, that might be an interesting question. Over under one and a half, how many starts does Clayton Toon get this season?
1: Ooh, that's that's a good number too. I'd say I'm right between one and two. Like yeah. I, I don't I don't think it's going to be more than that. I think they spent that fifth rounder. They want to see what they get out of Dobbs. But, I mean, if it's 20-point losses three straight weeks, I think they make a change. If it's close, like I I said with the Washington game, if it's a close game there and they can look like they're still taking steps forward under Dobbs in these these past two games, these next two games, then, yeah, you keep Dobbs in there. But I think if you're not seeing any productive steps forward, because this is a – I mean – we're seeing this offense for the first time. They need to try to figure out how they can get it operating in a way that they want to operate for when Kyler comes back, whatever wants to who or whoever they want in there by next season. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at right now.
0: Yeah, no, understandable. So, right now we have them at 0 and 3 losing to Washington, New York and to Dallas. So, yep. while they might be 0 and 3, I'm still expecting to see a little bit of improvement week by week. I'm not expecting to, you know, be hopeless. I'm not really expecting any of these games to be I mean, maybe a blowout. Blowouts definitely possible with a talent level like this, but I'm expecting to see competence. I'm expecting to see game plans develop, people becoming more comfortable.
1: Yeah. Individual growth. I think that's the big thing from a player and coaching standpoint is just individual growth.
0: Absolutely. Okay, Week four. Hardest test so far. I think literally the scale keeps going up in terms of difficulty. First NFC West opponent back on the road taking on the San Francisco 49ers. It's an L. Do you see any way the Cardinals can do this? Because talk about the highest paid players in the NFL. The 49ers have about all of them at each position. The running back, <laughs> they have their defensive end now Nick Bosa. The fullback. The fullback. I mean, they have Kittle, who's one of the highest paid tight ends. It's, yeah. it's a true yeah. David and Goliath. Can David pull it pull it off, Tyler? I see your face. I I think that's a that's a no
1: from you, right? Wait, David Blau's not on this team anymore. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, there. I don't. I don't see it happening. I, I, you know, the Bosa thing that was a, that was something to watch obviously, but I think he's going to come in and make an impact like he has. And like what we've seen. So yeah, another loss there for me, man. That's tough sledding. It's I mean, the schedule's not even, even, even if this team was in the position to really compete week to week, this is still a brutal, brutal stretch of games.
0: They haven't had an easy game yet. And they've only gotten harder. No. Their easiest game is week one and they're seven no. point underdogs. And like you, like you said, that's not just because of where this team is at, which, I mean, you, if you're listening to this, you know where this team is at. Yeah. This would still be hard if it was the Cardinals who had winning expectations last year before all of this happened. Yeah, I
1: mean, if if, if a team like the Niners or a team that's in, like, a legit playoff contender had this first slate, it, it would be a tough sled, like, for sure. This is a tough – I think the schedule, the strength of schedule for this year I think is going to end up being a lot tougher than what it – Came into the year being. Yeah,
0: I I don't disagree with you there. So now we're at 0 4. Both of us were lining up on this. We have not discussed any of this beforehand. This is the first week, week five. You could see Kyler Murray return. You and I believe it's going to be a little bit later. We'll tell you when we think he's coming back when we hit that game. So. It gets arguably even harder. Maybe this team and the 49ers, you could say, are on the same level, but it's the Bengals. Joe Burrow's healthy; he's probably going to start Week One. This team is a Super Bowl contender, just like the 49ers. Yep. It would be a mirror. It would be a miracle if they win. But again, I, I'm I'm not grim and down on this. You know what I mean? Like, okay, that makes yeah. it all makes sense. It all makes sense.
1: If you want to be the best, you got to play against the best. So, I mean, maybe this they can really they see against the the that. Well no I'm just saying that this can be like where are we at where do we need to go? Yeah, good test. And how far do we need to get how far is it till we get there? Absolutely. These these games set these up set that kind of thinking up I think.
0: Yeah, and by this point either Josh Dobbs is probably going to look extremely comfortable or we'll really we'll know Yeah, we'll really know who he is. So that one is back at home taking on Cincinnati then they hit the road again. Tyler I I we hit it. To me, we hit the point. The Arizona Cardinals will win their first game Sunday, October 15th, on the road, taking on the stinky, and I mean stinky, Los Angeles Rams. I think this is a team that sneakily is going to compete for the number one pick. I'm not even sure the Cardinals will be the bottom of the NFC West. Yes. This Rams team is not looking like they're going to be good, especially with Cooper Cup's hamstring looming. Yep. Do you agree? Do they get the win, Tyler?
1: Yeah, yeah, and they get the win, but at the fault of draft implications. Yeah. So. They get a win, but like you said, I think they're going to be one of the worst teams, too, man. They just, the Rams have nothing going outside of the guy that's called Aaron Donald. Like, I mean, Cooper Cup is obviously an awesome player, but like you just said, he's injured. So, uh, yeah, I still, I think they pull this one out. I think it's almost a flip of what we saw with the Cliff Kingsbury era. I think they really, I think they've got the Rams' number here moving forward. I mean, we're going to get old takes exposed, so let's just. <laughs> Get ready for
0: that. Because look, look, man, with a season like this with the Cardinals, there there is a chance that at the end of the day, having merely Aaron Donald and or Cooper Cup could push them he over the enough. edge here. I'm going to bet yeah. that Cup's injury is a lot more serious than they're letting it on to be. And he mm-hmm. will either have come back and re-injured himself because hamstrings kind of do that, or he's just not going to be back by this point. Aaron Donald sneakily to me is a trade candidate. For the Los Angeles Rams, because talk about a team that's leveraged their future and who's to say they maybe don't want to load up on some picks if they're already going to have a bad year. Aaron Donald's still arguably the best defensive player in football. Is it likely? No, but it's more likely this season than I believe any other one. So yeah. maybe keep an eye on that. So we're we're lined up. Lost week one to Washington. Lost week two to New York. Walk loss was. Jeez, this is gonna be a bad season, man. Lost to Dallas <laughs> week three. Lost to San Francisco week four. Lost to Cincinnati week five. Win week six against the Rams. Then you go to week seven. Again, approaching Kyler Murray territory. You have him back by now or still out? Still out. Okay, week seven on the road where weird things happen up in Seattle against a Seahawks team that could be competing for the top spot in the NFC West if all breaks right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yep. It's all dependent on Geno, man. All dependent on Geno. Can he stay right where he was last season or is this – or is this a regression year? So I I'd still, I think Seattle did enough to prove that they are on the up-and-up. They've got some solid – they've got a you know second-year player, Tariq Woolen who really showed out last year. They've got a couple rookies that should stand out this year and make an immediate impact. So got to give another loss there for the Cardinals. Yeah. Back to
0: L-land for me as well. You're just – you're not – I don't believe you're going to beat teams that are just clearly better than you this season. You can compete – Weird things happen in Seattle. It might be 9-6, to but at the end of the day, I think that type of stuff just kind of works itself out. And I think that Seattle will end up walking away with a win. It will be interesting, man. Geno Smith, can he do it again? I mean, we're talking Week 7 here. Like, this is deep into the season. Seahawks have drafted really well. You've got Jackson Smith and Jigba. Like, he might be really, really good with Geno and kind of add another element. Who's that undrafted guy? Jake Bobo? Is that his name?
1: I think you're right This dude who's like
0: super slow Who apparently is just incredible So yeah We'll see (laughs) We'll see I I think it's really a clear divide In the NFC West You've got San Francisco And Seattle for the top Mm, San Francisco Super Bowl contender Seahawks maybe a a top four team contender If all breaks right On the bottom end You have two teams Maybe competing for the number one pick So Keep it moving Week eight Baltimore Ravens. This is when I felt like Kyler could have come back, but I've, I've changed my mind week eight deep into the season. Are you, are you on Kyler watch here? You think he's back?
1: Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going right. to stick with what, what I've said from the beginning. Wow. Since all oh, week eight, he's coming back. Put it so in that's, that's, that's kind of where I'm at, man. I think, I think because here, let's, let's just do the timeline real quick. So Zach Ertz came back from the pup a couple weeks ago, but it's still iffy on week one. I think he plays by week two, but I think that's a similar timeline of how they want to progress Kyler. So come off the pup, get some practice weeks in. So let's say he come off the pup a week five you get the weeks of practicing for a week, a showdown at home against Lamar Hollywood Browns old team. You know, he's going to have an extra chip on his shoulder. So I think that just makes for the best situation, give him some sort of high leverage situation to go in there and really try to prove himself to everybody again.
0: I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying. Like, yeah, it, it does make sense. Timeline wise, you know, mm-hmm. getting him back, practicing, I really think they're going to take a little bit more time with this than maybe they need to just to make sure he's he's good and ready to go. And I, I also really like this Baltimore team. I okay. really like this Baltimore team. They're making win-now moves, a lot of them on offense, but still win-now moves. And yeah. I just feel like the best situation to bring Kyler back would be against a team quite frankly that's not that good you want to ease him into it and I also think you're still early enough in the season that you can get away with pushing it off a couple more weeks and still get a really good sample size of what you want to see from him and just make sure that when you go out there even though Kyler will probably have said that he's ready by then you you want to make sure he's a hundred percent you want to make sure that nothing's going to get re-injured and that when you put him out there he's going to be there for the rest of the season barring really bad circumstances like a freak injury that he couldn't control right so yep. i think that they bide their time but you don't does that mean nope. you think that they win no nope. okay still i think they won okay baltimore just a better team yep Oh, top to bottom, yes Yeah, I, I'm i really excited Just on like a, a, a wide angle NFL angle, I'm really excited to see Their offense, very excited to see their offense Yeah I think yeah. Jay Flowers is going to be great Oh, You don't sign Odell if you're not trying to win You don't pay Lamar that if you're not trying to win Man, imagine yep. somebody like Marquise Hollywood Brown On this team, that'd be crazy
1: yeah, I wonder if he's uh, rethinking about his desire to not be on that team. I think Kyler are kicking it.
0: All right, next week, back sure. on the road. You believe Kyler Murray's back week nine, taking on the Cleveland Browns. I still don't think Kyler's back. And I think that's because you're on the road in Cleveland. It's probably going to be cold. You're in November now. You know, global warming might change that. But it's probably going to be cold by the time that you get there. And I don't I don't want to put Kyler Murray out there in cold conditions. I don't. I just don't. I, I'm not risking yeah. that. I'm playing it safe. Uh, I think this is a game they could win, though. I don't think the Browns are going to okay. be that good. I don't trust Deshaun Watson in more ways than one.
1: I think they're going to know what to expect, just given Drew Petsing's resume. Having been there, I think... I think we're going to have a close game. I think this might be one of the closer games. I still think the Browns sneak it out. Very close game.
0: I agree with you. I also believe the Browns will win that game closer than the couple weeks before in Baltimore. Yeah. Seattle. All right. This is it for me. Week 10. Back <laughs> at home. Facing another stinky team in the Atlanta Falcons. Now, their offense is yeah. interesting. Drafting mm-hmm. Bijan John Robinson and probably not wanting to throw the ball. But their defense, they're awful at getting to the quarterback. They're 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 just they're bad at it.
1: And, and they've got a joker. They got a joker on their team.
0: Yeah, they do. But I think this is when Kyler Murray comes back. Week ten okay. at home, easy landing, taking on Atlanta, and then you look ahead to the next two weeks at Houston against LA. That's three easy teams in a row. Three teams that Kyler Murray will probably feel more comfortable playing against. And yep. I'm just going to look ahead here. I think they win three straight. Whoa. I think they beat Atlanta. I think they beat Houston because they don't care.
1: Okay. Who give, me, give me your explanation why you think they beat Atlanta first.
0: I just don't think Atlanta's good.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> I just don't think Atlanta's good. And by this point, I think they've gone, yep, yeah, three weeks without a win, only one win. At week 10, Kyler Murray comes back extra healthy. The team's going to have that juice. Kyler's going to have a chip on his shoulder. I think he's going to play well. I think you have... Like you said, you and I were planning on consistent improvement from everybody. Well, if everybody's improving consistently through 10 weeks, Gannon, Petsing, Rallis implement their systems. You have a better idea of who this team is. Kyler's watch this team from a new perspective, and now he's going to come in fully healthy. I think you're better than a Falcons team, which I'm excited to see local product Bijan Robinson. Like, I think they're interesting, but they have Desmond Ritter as their quarterback, and they don't have a great defense. And it's at State Farm Stadium, and they will have not won a game by our predictions at State Farm Stadium this entire season. The return of Kyler Murray would be perfect for that. I think that's going to happen. What do you think think happens?
1: Like I said, I think Kyler comes back before this, but I do think this is a game that they win. I I think they have enough talent. I think they'll see enough of their team to really make those necessary tweaks to really attack the second half of the season, how how they want it. Obviously, you know, new regime entering the season, you never know exactly what you're going to get. You're always going to be tweaking things, even for a veteran coaching staff. So I think by this time, like you said, this is a good, you know, spot where you can really see that growth on tape. On the field against an opponent So yeah give me a win for this one too
0: Alright next week though at Houston I think they're going to win because Not only are there absolutely zero Tanking expectations Because if you win or you lose you win I think Houston's bad And they're injured they continue to be very injured And I
1: just think that Whoa. What what would, be, what would be worse Would it be worse for one of them to like Would it be worse for the Texans to lose Or would it be worse for them just to tie
0: I don't know. I think I think probably the ideal scenario if you're really nitpicking here is for the Texans to lose because if for some crazy reason high draft compensation is gone with the Steve Wilkes burner phone incident, for some crazy, uh, they, they take a I Cardinals. Don't I don't scary. think so either. I, but I also don't think it matters who wins this game. So I'm saying if you're going to split hairs, Texans pick is safer than the Cardinals pick. Technically, you probably want the Cardinals to win. You want the mojo. You want the chemistry. You want the Kyler yeah. bringing that element to you. You want to see him play well it's better it's always better if your football team can win especially when you own the other team's pick so them losing is okay so i I think that that's a carefree game and i think they win do you think they beat houston
1: yeah i do i think they get i think they get the best the better of cj stroud and i think there's just too many question marks on houston much like arizona don't get me wrong but i think houston still i think a step behind all of these
0: wins dude all these wins are going to be so close Yep. Because the Cardinals are not significantly better than any of these teams. They're probably not better on paper than any of these teams. They're maybe better yep. coached, maybe. But it all these games that are wins, as crazy as it sounds, it's realistic. They're also losses, too. And I don't really yep. feel the other way around for a lot of the losses. So take, no. take that what you will. All right, getting yes. the nitty-gritty here. Week 12, taking on the Rams at home. You have them winning three straight like I do? I do. Wow,
1: what is going on? I really on? do. The, yeah, we're making this easy, man. This is gonna be an easy story to write. The only <laughs> the
0: only thing that we agree that we disagree on is when Kyler comes back, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. We really are. Like but yeah, I, again, like I said before, man. The Rams just it's They don't have much, man. This isn't the Super Bowl Rams. This is a team that is very much paying for what. They won in that Lombardi trophy. So give me another W for the Cardinals on this one.
0: Yeah, me too. Three straight. And you know what? I got them losing the next game. So that was fun while it lasted. You're on the road. Yeah. You're taking on a Pittsburgh team that I think they might be able to win their division. That, that team's going to be solid. If TJ Watt is healthy... They hmm. could be trouble. So I, I think Pittsburgh's kind of a sleeper this year for a lot of teams. Maybe. I I think they're probably gonna be threatening to make the playoffs when you get to this point of the season. They are not gonna let a game against the Cardinals slip away from them. They're
1: not. Yeah, I can tell you what they are not gonna do. They're not gonna go under five hundred because they just don't do that under Mike Tomlin. That is true. So even if they're having a rough slate coming out the coming out the gates, I think they turn around and they get a W against a team that they should beat. So yeah, give me a give me a loss for the Cardinals there. All
0: right, we hit week fourteen, a bye week. Let's look back real quick before we finish off of the last four weeks. Got four straight L's, five straight L's for the Cardinals, Washington, New York, Dallas, San Francisco, Cincinnati. Tyler and I both have them beating the Rams, then going back and losing to the Seattle Seahawks, then losing to Baltimore, then losing to Cleveland, right? So you have one win through nine weeks there week 10 yep. we have them winning against the Falcons week 11 we have them winning against the Texans week 12 we have them winning against the Rams week 13 yep. we have them losing against the Steelers add that all together you are what four and nine four and nine yeah. heading into the bye week could be worse yep. That could, honestly could be worse. it honestly, could be a lot worse all
1: right yeah could be a lot worse man For looking sure. ahead
0: Taking on the San Francisco 49ers yet again. Sunday, December 17th, after the bye week. This one at home, no different result. Nope. Easy. Fun conversation. Next week, here's an interesting one. A team that I feel like could be really good or really bad. I'm kind of leaning towards them pulling off the rebuild rather fast. Cardinals can maybe look at what they're doing and, and say what elements of that rebuild could we take because it was pretty quick. The Chicago Bears on the road um, in December on Christmas Eve. Interesting circumstances. I don't think that the Cardinals win.
1: Yeah, I think weather's weather will definitely play a factor. And... Man, I think it could be close. I think this one could be a close game. I think it could. I think the Cardinals could find a way to win it. But I, yeah, like you said, with how their rebuilds going right now, and just looks like Justin Fields is poised to take that next step. So I'm going to go with Chicago.
0: Yeah, Chicago probably the easiest of the final four games after the bye week because next yeah. week you have the Super Bowl runners up in Philadelphia who are going to have a chip on their shoulder because they just can't seem to stop hating on Jonathan Gannon. And I know it's Philly, so your expectations for their fans are low, but my gosh, let it go.
1: Yeah, you have a yeah. Like, football like Elsa today. said, man, just let it go.
0: Just let it go.
1: Just let, let it go. go. I mean, it's it really – it's wild. It's wild that every little thing that he puts out there now, they they've just got to find a way to – to tear the dude down a little bit. And obviously, yeah, it was a bad showing for that defense, but at the same time, yeah, move on, move on. (laughs) Talk about your new DC. Why don't you talk him up a little bit instead of just with the past and piling on the guy who is clearly no longer wanted to be on the team and is much happier from what it seems being in Arizona and being able to run the show how he sees fit. So yeah, I think Philly needs to take a break easy i get it they like to throw batteries at santa but just take a chill pill yeah
0: <laughs> i guess i shouldn't be surprised should i i really no. shouldn't be all right no. that is on new year's eve and then the final game sunday january 7th on the road i in got
1: santa. them losing that too by the way
0: yeah oh yeah i mean i figured did i even have yeah. to ask Nah. <laughs> you know what though it would be funny would it not be funny <laughs> tell me it wouldn't be funny if they won? would be great. That would be, oh man, that would be a wild, wild week. If Let Gannon and Rallis just whoop up on them.
1: Yeah, that would be wild. That'd be
0: a lot of fun. Okay.
1: It would be a lot of fun. I, I It would be very interesting to see how they go about talking about what happened.
0: <laughs> you know what? I, I really want the Cardinals to win any of these games that they're going to be like 15 point underdogs for. Let's yeah. San Francisco's,
1: maybe the Baltimore's. Those are statement games, man. Those are statement games where you can look back and be like, "Hey, this is this. We did this. We know we can do this. We just have to put it together for a full season."
0: Yeah, I don't think they will, but it would be funny. Season finale against the Seattle Seahawks Sunday, January seventh in twenty twenty four. Tyler, do you have them finishing out on four straight L's?
1: I do. Yep, I do. Even though, even though, even though it always gets weird with Seattle in the season finale. Don't get me wrong. Actually, with any with any NFC West team, I feel like every last game of the season, there's always some kind of implication. There's always something going on. Maybe they can go shock the world, beat Seattle, keep them out of the playoffs. Maybe Seattle beats them and they get the first pick. Who knows? There's going to be something, something to that extent. Plus it's just, I have a feeling it's going to be one of those weird NFC West battles. So with that though, Cardinals lose it again. Yeah. They they lose. That's it.
0: I think they lose. And you know what? Like, honestly, I'm a little bit shocked. I'm a little bit shocked. We went 17 (laughs) for 17. The only thing that we disagreed on, the only thing, was when Kyler Murray came back. That's it. Yep. That's it. And we didn't talk about this a lick, not once.
1: This entire offseason, this was... And I'll tell you right now, man, I've gone from two wins to like five wins in the span of... In between those two, like in the span of... Like a week and a half. Like, I've, when we're going through it, even, I'm kind of like, am I really going to go that way? Am I really, like, there's still a lot of, you know, back and forth that could be had there. But yeah, I think, I think this is the most realistic for this team. If not, maybe one less win. But I I think four, I think four is the right number. I think that three game win streak could maybe get split up there. They maybe lose one in the middle, but but that's that that would be the only thing i would say i think outside of them maybe losing one of those three straight three to four wins is right where i see them at right
0: now four and 13 for the arizona cardinals in the 2023-2024 season tyler drake and i not only agree on the record but when those wins and losses are going to happen so make sure you follow at t drake Four sports on twitter for when he eventually changes his mind and switches up on me you can keep up with everything cardinals related at t drake Four. that's the number four sports on twitter you can follow the show at az cards corner you can follow myself at eric ruby and i know i'm saying twitter it's because i don't want to say x so just draw it if you're thinking that. So you can also make sure that you watch this video on YouTube. I'm pretty sure that's still named YouTube. You can go to Arizona Sports. You can find not only our podcast but you can clips from our radio shows, our other podcasts, and everything. Felisa, Jeremy, they do such a great job. Make sure you support them. Give us a like there. Leave a comment. Subscribe to the podcast. Download the Arizona Sports app. If you're writing this all down, I'm sorry to give you a checklist, but you have to do it or else we can't be friends and that's just the end of it. So, I think I think for Tyler Drake. For myself, Eric Ruby, we're going to catch you guys after Cardinals week one against the Commanders. Kickoff is at 10 a.m. Here on Arizona Sports 98.7 in the Arizona Sports app. That's enough cross promotion from now. Subscribe and remember to enjoy football. Even if I mispronounce the word, remember, bye.